0: Hey, it's Kevin Long with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2020, day four in Atlanta. We're at the New Warehouse Podcast booth and I'm joined by Eric Hassan. He is the director of business development over at the Caster Connection. So he's gonna talk to us about, uh, you guessed it, casters, right? Casters are fun. All right, so we're gonna talk about casters, but we're also gonna talk about um, push-pull and the concept of that and kind of workers and how push-pull can affect them and how you can improve the push-pull scenario for your workers. Um, So I think it's gonna be really interesting from uh, kind of a safety ergonomic perspective as well. So Eric, welcome to the show. How are you?
1: Oh, not too bad, a little tired, but. Yeah, we're pushing yeah. on through, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: last day, afternoon, we're almost there, right? So. Almost home. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, Caster Connection and what it is you guys do.
1: So Caster Connection is a manufacturer of casters and wheels. Mm-hmm. Um, we are a 33-year-old, 100% women-owned business. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so uh, we manufacture and we also distribute, so we kind of play Tetris with casters to provide mm. you the best solution for the application. Every cart's different. Right. You want to reduce noise or ergonomics, push-pull. So mm-hmm. kind of just, you know, kind of create a puzzle.
0: Right. Interesting. So yeah. you're kind of looking for that, uh, the perfect caster hole to fit the right caster in, right? Pretty much. All right. All right. Cool. So, so you know, with casters, you know, obviously, you know, maybe some listeners are saying uh, casters. You know, what could you talk about with casters? They're just wheels, right? So, but... Uh, <laughs> I could talk for hours. Uh, I'm sure you could. So, you wouldn't want to listen, but I could talk for hours. <laughs> So, you know, one of the things about casters is that, you know, it helps you to do your job more efficiently, helps you to move things easier, and choosing the right one, I mean, is really important because it helps you to move whatever that object or whatever that cart, like you mentioned, uh, with the right purpose, you know, instead of, uh, you know, having difficulty, you don't want something that's hard to push or hard to pull, so... You know, we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, there's a new study, right, that came from Ohio State University Spine Research Institute on uh, push-pull. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that study and what kind of the results were and how kind of, uh, I guess, casters can help you with that. Sure. (laughs) So, there's a a
1: current ISO standard for ergonomic push-pull that um, a lot of companies adhere to. Mm -hmm. um, And they're currently, I think, uh, adding to it to kind of update a little bit. Right. Uh, So, you have uh, the the Snook tables and Liberty Mutual tables Mm -hmm. that came out about 25 years ago that people adhere to. But, you know, we kind of want to be on the forefront And when it comes to ergonomic push-pull. Right. And when people grab a cart or you grab a shopping cart Mm -hmm. and you used to work in the distribution business. How we test from the ISO standard is a one-point single gauge, right? Hmm. And you use two hands to grab the gauge and push it on a setter point. Okay. But when you have carts in a distribution center or right. on the factory floor, you could be grabbing vertically, horizontally, and there are different height distances. So hmm. the, the, the part of the OSU study was. If we're testing with a single gauge, is Mm -hmm. it truly accurate versus using, you know, a dual-gauge transducer or how you actually push a cart at work? Interesting. So what they found was the correlation, you know, the delta between the two, you know, is less than a percentage. Mm. So they're very... And assessing that risk and mm-hmm. how well it does it is great. Whether you do it on a single point or you're using a two-hand, you know, transducer right. to reflect how you really push. Mm. And then it's also it also looked at from an ISO standard. You have to cover a certain amount of distance mm-hmm. in a certain amount of time. Mm. So when you go to push something, you know, right. you normally don't do it very slow. You have things to do. People yeah. on the floor have to produce cars or trucks mm-hmm. or washing machines in a, in a certain tack time. Mm-hmm. So when they go to grab it, they're gonna push. They accelerate right. differently. So they looked at different accelerations. Mm. So like when we're, you know, on the floor trying to help lower ergonomic push pull, we want to actually really help assess the true risk that you have if you're really trying to push right 5,000 pounds, whatever it is.
0: Right, interesting. So so I mean it's really kind of it's looking at a different uh, way of pushing and pulling than because we're kind of adjusting the way that we're doing things with different types of carts and things. So, and people, you know, can uh, one person can grab one card a different way than the next person, right? So, so I mean, this study really is interesting. And so, what I mean, what kind of like were the I guess the findings of the study, and how how does the caster world I guess uh, react to those findings?
1: <coughs> so. Um the, the outcome was really more along the lines of we we need to really have further study, right? Okay. Because we just studied pushing it straight, mm. didn't even look at what turning is. All oh, right. So like when you're trying to turn a cart, mm-hmm. you know specifically because it's, it's the Spine Research Institute, like yeah. they're really looking at because the number one injury in the workplace in manufacturing is the lower back push pull strain. Oh yeah. So 25 percent of all work, workmen's comp claims mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. lower back strain. And that averages anywhere from sixty-two dollars to $81,000 in direct costs. Mm. So, you know, we need to, like, really, the next portion of the study will be, you know, when you have to turn that, what right. does that really do? Because mm. from a, a caster standpoint, the ISO standard, you need to turn the mm. caster's perpendicular. That's the worst starting case scenario. Right. So if you're tugging it up to an assembly line, you have to push it in. So they're mm. always perpendicular. So that's the worst case starting point. Okay. So the current ISO standard, you do... Ten pushes, five north and five back south. Because mm. warehouse floors are all cut individually. There's flex in the car. There's compression on the on the caster tread. So right. you get different values. So you take the average of those ten values to get a, a proper assessment of what the push-pull is at a specific weight with a certain casters that you have on it. Mm. <clears throat> so we just did it straight, and we need to really look at the, the turning yeah. as well.
0: Yeah, because then you add, like, like you're doing right now, you're adding that twist in there too, yeah.
1: So there's a, there's a lot of different things that we need to continue to look yeah. at, but the, the OSU study that we just finished, it's more of looking at the acceleration and helping your customer, your client, mm-hmm. understand what you're truly having your your associates do on the floor. Right. If you really want them to push around mm. 3,000 pounds, you know, basically a you know, Honda Civic, yeah. <laughs> safely, whether it's a 90-pound woman or mm. a 300-pound gentleman, it needs to be the same risk for each individual mm. and helping them truly assess it. And from a caster standpoint, you know, you look at the swivel raceway, the bearing of the wheel, the hardness of the tread, mm-hmm. the length of the swivel lead. There's a lot of things that can be done with casters, but we need to also help them understand like you're trying to push around a mm. ton and a half, two tons. Yeah. Can you reduce the weight? And if you can't, you know, what else can we do to make it the most safe to be for you to be pushing that stuff around?
0: Definitely. Definitely. So, so now you know, you mentioned that uh, you know the high number of workman's comp claims that are lower back uh, strain, right? So, so now, why why is it that workers are injuring themselves when it comes to the whole push pull scenario? What is it something that they're doing incorrectly, or is it a combination of things, or is it possibly you know the wrong uh, wheel on the whatever it is that they're moving? It's a com- it's a combination of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's the
1: even the mental aspect. You know, the OSU study brings up the psycho. Portion of it, like right, I can do it. Yeah, I can hit that golf ball 400 yards. I can. Oh yeah. So it's the same sort of thing <laughs> when pushing a cart. Yeah. You know, that's the kind of like, for lack of a better term, that ego portion of it. I can do it. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. But you're not realizing what you're slowly doing to your your mm-hmm. lower back over time. You get yeah. micro tears in your spine, mm-hmm. and then all it takes is that one time. Right. You know, because when the the lower back push pull strain comes along, you get that. Peak for when you have to get it started,
0: mm.
1: and all it takes is one time for someone to get really hurt, right? And possibly, you know, disabled for the rest of their life just by pushing around a cart. Mm. So it could be the weight, it could be the casters, it could be where the handle is, it could be that I'm just tired from the night before and I'm, I have to push this thing around. Like yeah. there's so many variables. Was the floor slippery? Mm. You know, there's a lot of different variables to look at. So like we like to come on site, assess mm. what you're really doing. Because we're gonna look at it a different, a different way, right? Right. You go in your house every day, you kind of become oblivious to what actually goes on. Yeah, just so complacent to it. Yeah. If there's something really wrong, mm-hmm. a new set of eyes, we believe, to help come on site, mm-hmm. assess it, truly diagnose it. Right. Because if you know you manually tug something, power tug it. Yeah. You know, with a tugger or AGB, whatever or you just hand push it those are two completely different animals when it comes to especially the casters definitely you can't tow a hard wheel because of the safety concerns and sliding mm-hmm. so when you start getting really heavy weights and you have to power tug them a lot of a different variable speed and duty cycle and inside and outside a lot of different things that you really need to look at from a caster mm. like you want to casters always talked about when there's a problem right right we like to be on the the proactive side we
0: want to to prevent the problem
1: right yes so that's what we prefer to do but you know Mm. everybody's busy and we're trying to help out get as much
0: info out as we possibly can right yeah interesting so now so we talked about the assessment so so what does the assessment actually look like what do you what do you guys go in and what are you looking at and what's what's actually assessed and then what kind of you know, can a, what can a company expect from to come out of that assessment in terms of like a report or analysis? So,
1: what we normally do is bring a 80-pound caster case with us, okay, and we'll either walk the floor to look at what you have going on applicationally, mm. or we'll do what we do basically a quick caster college. It takes about 30, 40 minutes, right? And we go through what a caster is, mm. <clears throat> caster is, what it does, what it can't do,
0: mm.
1: and specifically. You know, what they may be seeing on the floor to kind of get their wheel spinning a little bit. Okay. So once we go out there, we may be there for one cart. Mm. <coughs> and then it may spin into, you know what, let me have you look at something else and then right. something else. So our, our goal is to always lower the push pull anywhere from 30 to 50%.
0: Mm-hmm. We'll do our best, but that's usually the goal. Right. Interesting. Okay. So now, <coughs> once you do the assessment, now, what can, I mean, what can facilities like, you know, do? right now, even before, like, an assessment, just to try and ensure that they're kind of uh, improving the push-pull and then, you know, do as many steps as they can and then obviously bring you guys in as well. Um, you know, what kind of steps can they take and what kind of things are you – what are some of, like, the most common things that you guys are coming in and changing?
1: It's usually when the, one
0: of the associates has an issue. Right.
1: Hopefully that they, they haven't had an injury, right. Mm-hmm. It's usually noise-related or something's really hard to push. Mm. That's usually the buzzwords. Right. <clears throat> fill out a, a form online, mm-hmm. and then we kind of just assess as much as we can. We ask a lot of questions. We have a two-page yeah. form that we technically have to fill out. Okay. Load, overall height, the bolt hole spacing, all that sort of stuff to kind of just get a pretty good gauge on how to solve their specific problem before we mm-hmm. even get there. We may even send a set of sample casters. hmm because we're extremely biased, right? We think ours are the greatest, yeah. but until they prove themselves on the manufacturing yeah. floor in their facility, mm-hmm. so that kind of helps too. So they can test them. Kind of do a Pepsi challenge sort of thing. Okay. So we like tend to line up the cards. Do the push pull <clears throat> on what you currently have, right? And what we recommend, and mm-hmm. what the difference is. Interesting. The empirical data doesn't lie, right? So yeah. <coughs> casters aren't the cheapest, especially when it comes to the Ergo. Mm-hmm. So to get approval from your boss on the floor. Mm-hmm. Hey, I reduced the push-pull, you know, 46%, Mm -hmm. versus what we currently have. Yeah. And to eliminate one push-pull injury, which could be up to $80,000 or more, Mm -hmm. the cost of a caster is nil at that point. Right. The way we look at it. Definitely,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really important because you don't want to put kind of... I guess cost savings before the actual like well-being of your employees and um, the safety of your employees, and then and like you said, even you know if you're not taking care of your employees and they end up getting injured down the road, then you know it's going to cost more probably than it would cost just to just to make a simple change, right? Yeah, to put the, an ROI to it, <clears throat>
1: especially if they're you know spending a lot on casters just mm-hmm. during the year. Yeah, to provide the solution they need, just from a pure you know total cost of ownership standpoint we can show that as well yeah. and lower ergo you know hope we assume it's a win-win yeah but to be able to put an roi for the end user just so they can can look at that and truly truly assess if it, it was the right
0: thing for them to do mm-hmm. really helps as well all right so thank you very much uh, for stopping by the booth and now how can people find more information about uh, caster connection
1: www.casterconnection.com there's a huge section on caster education that kind of spitballs what we just talked about <clears throat> and then there's a, a customer inquiry form online right. as well okay
0: all right uh eric thank you so much for stopping by and we'll post more information about the caster connection on the new warehouse.com as well um so we're wrapping up the show here so have a great rest of the show and too, have a thanks thanks safe travel me. home as well i appreciate it thanks all right. kevin. Thank you.
1: you've you been listening to the new warehouse podcast with kevin lott